Today, we take a look at three potential cornerbacks that the Packers could draft in the first round because, unfortunately, we cannot clone Jair Alexander. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Less than three weeks away from the draft. I really hope I don't have another reaction video hit a million because the Packers drafted another quarterback, Rossi. And today, as I already said in the intro, we're going to be taking a look at some corners that the Packers could potentially trade up for and or draft at the number 29 spot. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First off on the Patreon side of things, we have Eric Hall joining the royalty tier. A big shout out and thank you to you. And over on the YouTube side of things, we have USA, JJ21, Camden Hill, John Hinkle, and Rando Man. A big shout out and thank you to you all. Now, last week, we took a look at wide receivers that the Packers could potentially draft in the first round and took a look at a few day two and day three options. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at a couple of corners the Packers could target outside of the first round in case they decide to go with a wide receiver or an offensive lineman or even a defensive lineman or a linebacker. So I broke it down to the three guys that are most likely to be picked up by the Packers if they decide to go corner in the first round. Guys like Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn are not on this list because it is my assumption that they are going to be drafted well before the Packers are going to be selecting. So with all that being said, let's jump into our first guy, and that is Greg Newsom II from Northwestern at 6'1 and 190 pounds. Greg Newsom has been making the rounds among Packer fans over on the internets for quite some time now, and I can can see why so many people are high on him. He's athletic, he's compared his game to Jair Alexander, and on top of that, his stats back up everything he's talking about. In 2018, he played six games, had 19 solo tackles, and four passes defended. In 2019, played eight games, had 28 solo tackles, and nine passes defended. And in 2020, he only played three games, but had eight solo tackles, one interception, seven passes defended. But that's not it. In 2020, he only allowed 12 catches for 98 yards all season. On top of that, QBs who who targeted him averaged a 31.7% passer rating, which is insane. In single coverage, that QB average dropped to 10.5%, which is the lowest in the draft. And he was targeted on seven passes of 20 yards or more, and he allowed a total of zero. So pretty impressive stats for Greg Newsom. He ran an unofficial 4-3-8 40-yard dash, showing that he has the speed. What I do love about him is that he's aggressive, he's not afraid to tackle, and he usually wins those contested matchups. He's 6'1", which is a great height, and so he has all the tangibles that you want to see. The potential downsides is he's not really a turnover machine. He does have some issues with pass interference, especially in the last few games of his college career. But the big red flag for me is his injury history. He's never played a full season of college football. He's missed 14 games throughout his college career. And so him moving on to the NFL, where he's now going to be expected to play 17 games during the regular season, that is a little bit of a concern. But this guy is the definition of a lockdown corner. He's good in just about any single coverage. He can play man, he can play zone. I'm all about it. Now the question does become, do the Packers trade up for him as you've seen in a couple of mock drafts? 
And for me, while the injury history is a bit of a concern, I could justify giving up a couple of fourths to go and get a lockdown corner. They would have a guy opposite Jair Alexander. Obviously, you have Kevin King, who is back there for at least a year. Who knows if he's going to wind up being the starter? But here, Newsom can take his time, learn from one of the best corners in the NFL, and hopefully he could stay healthy. Number two, you have Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech at 6'2 and 207 pounds. This guy, without his injury history, would probably be going in the top 10. But considering all the injuries that he has had, and we haven't really seen him play since 2019, there is a shot that he is there in the late 20s, or hell, even at 29 for the Packers. In 2018, played 13 games, 29 solo tackles, one sack, two interceptions, and seven passes defended. And in 2019, his last season, played 10 games, 14 solo tackles, four interceptions, one pick six, and 12 passes defended. He did opt out for the 2020 season because of COVID to focus on the NFL and to also get healthy. So he didn't participate in his pro day, but rumors are that he can run a 4-3 40-yard dash, which is pretty damn fast. And to compare him to Greg Newsom, in 2019, he only allowed a passer rating of 26.8%, which is damn impressive. This guy has the speed, he has the size, he's a ball hawk, he's aggressive. His tackling can use a little bit of work, but again, the big concerns here once again are injuries. In 2017, he tore his ACL. In 2019, he had consistent back spasm, which forced him to miss two games. And now he's undergoing back surgery, which doctors say that he should be clear by training camp. But that's a long list of things that you don't want to see when you're drafting a corner in the first round and what is most likely going to push him out of the top 15, potential top 20. In my most recent mock draft, I actually had the Bears at 20 taking Caleb Farley because if he turns out to be healthy he could be one of the best corners coming out of this draft. So for the Packers, it's really kind of just a roll of the dice. If he's there at 21, 22, maybe the Packers decide to trade up for him, but you won't really know what you have until August because of his back surgery. Are the Packers willing to use a first-round pick and potentially trade up on a guy where there's a lot of question marks in terms of injury history? It's high risk, high reward. And then finally, number three, you got Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State at 5'10 and 180 pounds. The smallest guy out of the three that we're talking about today, but boy, oh boy, does he make up for it. This guy is the definition of a ball hawk. He's super duper physical. While he doesn't really use his arms a whole lot for tackling, he hits you. And what I love about him the most is he just jumps routes so efficiently. It's just with ease. He almost looks like a wide receiver out there because he's around the ball so often. He ran a 4-4-5 40-yard dash, so not as fast as these guys, and so it is possible that Asante Samuel winds up slipping into the second round, but if he's there at 29, maybe the Packers take a shot at him. Taking a look at his stats, in 2018, played 11 games, had 15 solo tackles, and 9 passes defended. In 2019, played 12 games, had 34 solo tackles, 1 interception, and 14 passes defended. And finally, this past season in 2020, played 8 games, had 22 solo tackles, 3 interceptions, and 6 passes defended. So he honestly just got better and better as his college career went on. And honestly, I think there's enough tape on him that you could justify picking him in the first round. Where there are concerns are, of course, his size. But similar to his dad, who wasn't the tallest guy, he made up for it with his athleticism and his just prowess to be always around the football. So for Asante Samuel Jr., I don't think I would trade up for, but if he's at 29 and just falls into the Packers' laps, 
I'd be all about it. Or even better, if the Packers traded back into the second round, this would be a great, great beginning of day two pick. So if there was any guy I'd feel comfortable picking in the first round out of these three, it probably would be Greg Newsom. He looks incredibly polished. I loved watching his pro day. There are injury concerns, but he has proven that he's a lockdown corner. After that, I would go for Caleb Farley. While it is more of a risk and roll of the dice, I think the reward is significant. And then for Asante Samuel Jr., I would rather pick him in the beginning of day two if the Packers traded back. But either way, it looks like they'd be getting a really damn good player. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Would you like to see any of these gentlemen join the Green Bay Packers? Or do you think the Packers shouldn't even pick a corner in the first round? Maybe there's other needs that you would like to see them address first. Let me know what you think down in the comments. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. Madden Mondays will return this evening, so I will see you then. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go. Thank you.